This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Today is another long day of traveling. It's not too bad though. Right now I'm walking through a really pretty meadow. There are all these different types of wildflowers growing everywhere and not really any sort of path. I'm trying my best not to step on the flowers, which involves some very irregular steps and even a jump or two. It almost turns into a game and I'm so focused on it that I don't notice the person behind me until we collide. Sorry about that. The name's Remy Fulbright. You'll want to remember that. And sorry about this, too. Guards are after me. Well, now you. Sorry. I just need to borrow you. Well, now me. Sorry again. They're tracking the body. My body. So I had to borrow yours. I promise I'll give it back at some point. I'm tired of running. They'll catch up with you eventually, but you should go. I suggest you run. Oh yeah, I'll run. After you. Get back- Okay, that was... something? Let's summarize. Different body currently wanted by guards? Need to find someone to undo this? How do I undo this? It's a bit disorienting walking through the same meadow but as someone else. I'm still trying to avoid the flowers but my jumps push me farther than I expect and I keep miscalculating my steps. I'm not really sure where I should be going, though. According to Remy, guards are looking for me, and I'm not sure seeking them out and explaining the situation would go over well. But continuing to run away won't do me much good either. All I know is that I don't want to stay here in the middle of this field. At minimum, the woods on the other side of it will provide more cover while I figure out what to do. I think I need a third party to help me sort this out. Remy used some sort of magical device to initiate our exchange, so it's got to be reversible. If I can reverse it before I run into those guards, that would be ideal. There's just no way I can figure that out on my own. As I cross from the field to the threshold of the woods, I notice someone deeper within it, with a dark green cloak and a bow and quiver strung on their back. They're kneeling on the ground, eye level with a deer. It almost looks like they're having a conversation. As I walk towards them, the deer scampers away and the ranger stands up. They don't draw their bow, but they do seem a little suspicious. Hi, um, I need some help. 
I'm in a weird situation here. Aren't you that wanted person I see posters for every time I'm in town? You look very similar. I expected more running and less wandering around in a daze, though. Well, no. Well, yes. Well, it's complicated. Are you going to turn me in? It depends. What'd you do? I honestly have no idea. What did the wanted posters say? Misuse of magic, rampant arson, crimes against the kingdom, several other things I can't recall. But you said you have no idea? Can you elaborate on that, uh, Remington? I think that was your name. Yeah, uh, well, I'm not Remington. I'm Ryan. I just look like them because they ran into me and enacted some sort of exchange of bodies. I don't know how to undo it, and I think I'm running out of time before I run into the guards who are after me, or are after who they think is me. Well, that would explain a lot. You believe me? I believe you. Your aura, it's all messed up. I'm curious about something, though. Is it all right if I try a little experiment? Can you close your eyes and hold your hand out? Sure. And okay? Now picture fire and open your eyes. There is a fire in my hand! Deep breath. Think of blowing a candle out. And there you go. What was that? The wanted posters warn that you, uh, well, Remington Fulbright, I should say, is a dangerous magician. I was curious about how that would work with you as Remington. So I have magic right now? Yep, you sure do. Huh. That's a first. It's also good news for fixing your situation. Oh? I have some magic of my own, but it's forest magic. I can't undo this. It's not how my magic works. However, I can train you how to use your magic to do it. It'll be harder than manifesting a small flame, though. Think you can handle it? I will take whatever I can get. I miss being me. Plus, this Remington fellow doesn't have any trail mix on them, and that's also kind of a bummer. (laughs) Why don't you come back with me to my cabin? I suspect we don't have a lot of time, what with the guards presumably on your tail, but it's probably better for you to be out of sight. I agree. I'll try some things to throw them off your trail. I can't stop them from following you, but I have a few ideas that will confuse them tremendously. Before we start moving, the ranger pauses, a look of concentration on their face. The ground ripples like water for a moment, and when it settles, the footprints in the dirt are different. They match our footprints, but they're all going in opposite ways from where we are, except for one direction, which I assume is the way to the cabin. We start walking that way when a rabbit hops forward. The ranger whispers something into its ear, and it jumps away. I'm not sure if it was summoned by the spell or just new to come, but I am impressed either way. Sorry to be rude, I've got to whisper or it'll startle her. She and some of my other friends are off to be a nuisance to anyone they come across in armor. Hopefully that's only your guards. I'm Aspen, by the way. I don't think I actually told you my name. I figured it would come up sooner or later. We are going to your home after all. That's typical of me to invite strangers to my cabin before I even tell them my name. Most of my friends are animals. They don't tend to use my name. Well, I'm glad to know it. It's a nice name. (laughs) Thanks. I chose it myself. We continue walking along a small trail until Aspen takes a sharp turn through the brush. While they are very talented at stepping around roots and not getting their cloak caught on branches, my own technique leaves much to be desired. I'm going to blame it on having a different pair of legs, but (laughs) I'd probably be in the same position regardless. 
Thankfully, Aspen graciously waits for me to catch up every time they get ahead. This only happens two or three times before we reach their cabin, which is tucked away in a patch of woods as dense as the ones we just walked through. It's almost as if it sprung directly from the trees, adorned with hanging vines and topped with so many branches the roof is indiscernible. This is such a lovely little cabin. I love how it looks like part of the woods. Thank you. I didn't want to disrupt the ecosystem here, so I did my best to work with it. An added bonus is that guards could probably walk by this place two or three times before actually finding it. You are a really good person to know when you're on the run, aren't you? I may have been on the run once or twice in my time. Really? Kings really hate it when you disrupt their hunting. Ah. All right, I'll need that, and that, and this, not this, yes, that. Okay, wait, 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 bucket of water. Okay, for real this time. Bucket of water? In case we get some unexpected pyrotechnics, don't want to burn the dining table down. Not again. Again? Fireflies, long story, no time to tell it. We've got magic lessons to do. Fair enough. Next time we meet, though, I want to hear it. Sure thing, Orion. First, we need to work on your magical focus. This is all about tapping into the magic and bringing it to the surface. It's different than just focusing on a task. You can stare at your hands and think magic all you want, but that's not how it works. You need to think about the effect of the magic. Is this what happened when I summoned the fire back there? I was thinking about flames, and then there they were. Yes, though working with specific focus and intention, you'll be able to do more than just summon a handful of flame. I asked you for fire back there because it seems to be one of Remington's strengths, and I thought it might come naturally. For practicing focus, however, I want you to summon light. Isn't fire light? I mean non-flammable light. It's easy to shape and change when summoned, and I think it will be a good place to start. Okay. Do I just picture light? Not quite, but start there. And then focus on what you're feeling. Okay. Hand out, eyes closed, light. Oh no, that's fire again. That's all right. Don't panic. This is why I have the water. Not panicking, thinking of fire going out. I think it was easier this time. Good, that's progress. Try again now. Light, light, light. Oh! You've got it. Now, do you feel the energy that's powering that light? I think so. Focus on that and try to change it. Changing that energy changes the effect of the magic. Um, okay. Well, that's more of it, but it's not different. Think of it like turning a page of a book, not like pouring water out of a cup. Oh, oh, got it. But why that color? I was thinking of light blue, not dark purple. Magic is less about the specifics you imagine, and more about what you want to happen. Hmm. I guess I wanted something really different than white. And you got that. You're a natural at this, Ryan. Don't call me a natural until I can get this light to be blue. Oh, there we go. That was remarkably easy. We'll have you back in your own body in no time. Which is good, because we don't have a lot of time to begin with. After practicing summoning, I learned the ins and outs of exchanging two objects. Aspen gives me two jars and shows me how to switch the contents. I feel like going from jars to people will be a big step up, but they assure me it's the same principle. It turns out to be pretty similar to summoning, and soon I'm swapping all sorts of things. 
To prepare for switching people, my next task involves putting magic into an object. It's a cross between enchantment and magical storage, imbuing an object with energy but not causing it to do anything specifically. Aspen says that the spell to reverse my current situation requires powering some sort of object and using it to make the swap. It's what Remington did the first time, they just didn't really think through the possibility that <laughs> I might do it right back. I guess they thought I would get caught before I could try anything, but instead I found Aspen, who is showing me how to try lots of things, like filling an acorn with my magic. After a small pile of acorns later, I've got the hang of doing it consistently. You're doing great. How can you tell I've done it right? I guess the acorns feel different, but are they the right different? I can tell because they're acorns. It's the nature, nature magic. magic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. If they were rocks, I'd be at more of a loss. Acorns are more fun anyway. Are you going to do something with all these magical practice acorns? I'll feed them to the possums. They like their acorns with a bit of spice. Magic is spicy to possums? Apparently. <laughs> It's actually a safe way to release the magic in them. I except for the one you'll be using. We need that release of magic for the spell. Are you ready to set that up? It's now or never. All right. You've got to do the same thing you've been practicing to fill the acorn, but you need to fill it with the specific spell we practiced before instead of just magical energy. It's doing two things at once, basically. Channeling the spell and storing it. When it comes time to activate the exchange, you'll do the spell again, just the spell, and its power will be doubled when you use the acorn. Follow all that? Yeah, I think so. Great. Take your time. We've moved fast enough with our practice, so you don't need to rush this final step. Okay. Is that it? <laughs> yep. Before you activate it, you should take a quick break. Who knows what kind of situation you'll land in. That's a good point. Magic sure takes a lot out of you. That it does. Here, I'll grab us both a drink. Thanks. I've learned a lot about Remington's magic, but what is forest magic like? I can't summon things like you, but I can heal and grow plants and converse with an animal or two. I can tell when it's going to rain, and I always know the direction my home is in. I get a sort of read on people, that aura I mentioned earlier. It's a softer type of magic, and it tunes into nature. And the magic I'm using tunes into me? You've got that right. What type of magic is it? Not forest, obviously, but... This is a sorcerer's magic. It's always been unclear to me if it comes from body or spirit, but I think we can see the answer. Body? A little of both, actually. Wait, what? How you use this magic is going to be different than how Remington used it. It tunes into you. And while you are Remington right now, you also aren't them. You're still largely Ryan. I guess I still do feel like me. Just a bit more magical and slightly taller. And without your usual bag of trail mix. Do you think Remington still has magic? Well, they're in my body, I mean. I wouldn't have been able to answer that yesterday, but watching you work with magic has helped me figure that out. If the magic is linked to spirit and body, well, they've still got one of those with them. So, yes, I think so. If the magic is split, will I be able to pull this off? Magic has no set quantity. Sure, Remington's magic is split between you both right now, but that doesn't mean you can do less with it. It's complicated, I know. I'm so glad I ran into you. I've learned so much and we only just met. 
Likewise. You're going to do great things, Ryan. Like get my body back. I think I'm ready. You sure you're okay with having a wanted person in your living room? Oh, I'm not worried. They'll be the one who is worried. Before I try this, shouldn't you tie me to this chair or something? That would take all the fun out of it. If you're sure. I'm sure. Okay, here we go. What? Uh, sorry, I... Oh, it's quite all right. Would you like some water? I could have clock fetch some. Oh, no, thank you. I've already had some. Um, what was I saying just now? You were explaining why you were qualified for this position. Passionate about maintaining literature and... What position, exactly? Here at the Central Library? We're looking for people to help us stock, file, and maintain our countless tomes of knowledge. I believe I covered this earlier. Okay, right. Uh, the Central Library in what city? Bradford, of course. City of Flowers? <laughs> Are you feeling all right? You seem somewhat disoriented. Uh, we could reschedule this interview if you're feeling ill. Bradford, I always wanted to visit here. Hey, I'm sorry, but I've changed my mind about this position. Could you show me to the door? I'm not sure which way is the exit. Uh, uh, uh yes. Right this way. Um, uh, thank you. For applying. Thank you for having me, I guess. Good luck finding someone. Good luck to you, too, I suppose. That was the oddest interview I've ever had. I leave the very confused interviewer behind in the library and go to explore the City of Flowers. I'm glad he didn't seem too offended at my sudden change of heart. Remington might have wanted to work in a library, but I've got other things to do. I'll send any good candidates I find here in Bradford his way, and hopefully that helps. The inside of the library was beautiful, and I quickly find out that the outside is too, as well as the other buildings nearby. I'm not used to getting to a city so fast, especially getting dropped right in the middle of it. Wait, is the central library in the center of the city? I'm not actually sure. There's only one way to find out, by wandering around until I get my bearings. Or I could ask someone, but where's the fun in that? Thank you for sidequesting with us. This episode, Equivalent Exchange, was written and produced by Talmanir. Aspen was voiced by Evan Tess Murray and the interviewer was voiced by Clint McElroy. The voices of Remington and Ryan were Leo Balestri and Tal Minear. A big thanks to Anne, Ilya, Jesse, Kyle, and E.L. Thackray for supporting this episode. If you like sidequesting, you might like The Beacon, a fantasy audio drama about magic powers, giant monsters, and the importance of friendship. This podcast is fun, sweet, and very exciting. Not everyone with powers wants to be a hero in The Beacon, but they all step up in their own way, and I love watching these characters grow. 
Here's the trailer. Hi, and welcome to the Beacon. My name is Prince Thalassal, son of King Velaniel and heir to the throne of the Onoles. Well, thank you for entertaining us, Prince Falafel, but we have real life to deal with here. What's the emergency? Is there a new monster on campus? Another magic user? A dragon? You all have these powers now, and I'm just still trying to be of use. I don't think we can ignore this one, B. I think we've got another monster on campus. It's time for a training montage! Inside voice. I am prepared to lead. I am prepared to handle any form of attack. Tell me how we fix this. Tell me how this gets any better. The people here and the monsters, we can all live in peace. It's The Beacon, an urban fantasy audio drama. To learn more, visit thebeaconpodcast.com or follow us on Twitter at thebeaconpod. What if you discovered you could move between the worlds of dreams and real life? That's the story of Dream Breachers, where Evan wakes up on his 12th birthday and realizes that something he dreamt about the night before had actually happened. With the help of his friends, a reappearing stranger, and a mysterious organization called the Dream Academy, Evan will discover what it means to be a Dream Breacher. Dream Breachers is a high-stakes sci-fi mystery adventure about the highs and lows of having all your dreams come true and is perfect for kids ages 8 to 12. If that sounds like a dream to you, you're in luck. You can listen to Dream Breachers now, wherever you get your podcasts.